everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Inez. Uh, today is August 31st. Um, Inez, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm uh, I'm happy to see September skies coming. So <laughs> September skies. Yeah, we're in a heat wave. We're in a heat wave over here. Um, so yeah, that's it's not the nicest. It's not the nicest weather, but you know, it's it's whatever. It's California. It's it's the it, worst. Is not is not that bad. It, it uh, took so, me a long time, by the way, to get used to the idea that um, <clears throat> summer really is over it, by the end of August, early September on the East Coast, because in California, you're as you know, you're just getting into the hottest part of the summer. The hottest part of the summer mm. is September, even into October, Indian summer. Is that a, is that mm. offensive now? Are we not allowed to say Indian summer? Anyway. Yeah. I don't think this podcast yeah, cares very clearly. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't care, but yeah, the, yeah, is that, yeah, that is, that is a California thing. I didn't notice that, but yeah, it does. The summer does last longer here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's hot. It, you, you move a little bit away from the coast. We're a little bit away from the coast, not that far, but like, you know, it's much milder by the coast, but you know, I lived by UCLA. That was just ideal. Because it was like always 70, always 75. Now you get extremes. Now you get, you know, we, we live, you know, I don't know, 20 miles uh, inland. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of heat and then even gets cold in the, win- uh, in the winter, although I don't, I don't mind that. Um, yeah, but we're going to, you know, let's, let's start by talking about, um, there's this you know, clip of uh, Mitch McConnell freezing up. And this is like the second time it's happened in a few uh, weeks or maybe like a month or so. I don't know. He, it happened recently. And, you know, it's such a terrible... Uh, video because they're like you know are, uh, what do you think of, they ask him like what do you think about running for re-election and he just like you could see it as like he can't talk and he's like you could see he's like you could see the fear I mean you could see the fear that like he knows something is wrong right um, and I just felt so bad for him I mean it happened once before and like maybe it was you know nothing like you could they tried to brush it off but then it happens a second time and it's like, uh, you know, it's like, okay, that happens twice. That's like much more likely to be a serious problem. Um, you know, the Diane Feinstein, Feinstein things, I mean, the, the stories are unbelievable. I mean, it's like Weekend at Bernie's. I mean, she she is completely, she's not just like a little bit out of it. I mean, she's completely out of it. She doesn't know, you know, what's going on. She's They're just telling her to vote. They're telling her to do this, to do that. Uh, she, you know, she, she's, she really like shouldn't be working any job. Uh, much less being being a senator. I mean, she's she's in really bad shape, um, and so yeah, this has you know caused some discussion of like whether our leaders are too old. Now, to, I, this is a this is, and it's not just about leaders. I you know I have a I had an essay called um, uh, you know gerontocracy versus Western civilization. I think that's what it was called, and it was like I thought it was a good essay, and but it got the least attention I thought for how good it was. So like it got some attention, it wasn't completely ignored. Um, but you know, there wasn't a lot of interest in this topic while I thought this should have been like one of my, you know, one of my, uh, most read essays, but like people, I, I, I don't know like how much people care about this issue, but I do believe it. it's like very, very important. Um, so yeah, I think you have thoughts on this too. So why don't you just go ahead? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think people do care about it. Uh, at least in polls, it just is not the top consideration, obviously, because these people continue to get voted into office. But for example, on Joe Biden, right, you have, I think it's 69% of Democrats think that he's too old for the job, right? So a majority of his own party and it's higher numbers among independents and Republicans. Um, I mean, look, all of these folks are either pushing 80 or over it. Um, McConnell, I think is what, 81, 82. Uh, Pelosi is over 80. 
Um, I think Chuck Schumer is the, the young spry chicken of the bunch, uh, mm-hmm. like in his mid seventies. Um, you know, who I'm missing? Like this Trump. is, so first of all, yeah, Trump is, is also, they're, they're not even boomers technically. Right. Yeah. Um, they're, they're the very, very <clears throat> tail end of, um, the silent generation. Look, I mean, any given person aging is an individual process. There are people who are capable, you know, well into their nineties, um, of, of vigorous jobs. Uh, but when you have every major political leadership position filled by somebody, uh, who is at that age, um, it does beg a question of one of two questions, right? One, are people holding on to power way, way too long? Are they reluctant as essentially the baby boomer and older generation? Are they reluctant to sort of hand the torch to the next generation? Um, or alternatively, right? Is there no one to hand the torch to? Um, do they feel for some reason that, that they're unable to be replaced? Um, so it could be either narcissism on their part or, you know, an evaluation that their, uh, their next generation is just not up to the job. I don't know which one it is for, for many of these guys. Um, uh, but you know that this happens the way that the aides around McConnell reacted and his, um, police guard and everything, you know, if somebody in my life froze up like that, I'd be calling the ambulance. Right. And this is the second time it's happened. I think it happened in late July. This clearly they, they eat, they know what it is. Right. It, it, it happens apparently with some regularity because the way that people react to it is just kind of trying to get him out of the situation without embarrassing him. Whereas my reaction to, you know, being in a room with someone who that happened to would be to call an ambulance because it looks like he's having a stroke. Right. And apparently there are some, you know, Parkinson's medications that can cause this or other things, but they, they obviously know what it is because nobody around him reacted like, Oh my God, we have to get, get you to a hospital. Right, which is how yeah. I would react if somebody in my life, you know, even much younger, just froze up like that. I, I would, cons- I would immediately want them to go to the hospital. Right? Nobody reacted that way. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, but it's strange though that they, they, they uh, trusted him enough to they, he goes in front of the cameras, but then they're not, you know, surprised when he freezes. And it's like if you think he's gonna freeze, maybe you would keep him away from the cameras. But maybe he's got to be in front of the cameras because that's. His job as the Senate Majority Leader, he can't be like Feinstein. He can't just he can't just hide out. Um, I think that, like, yeah, you know, I think it's like, people focus on politicians and like the age of like our leaders. It's like you know, women like they focus on oh, you know, are there enough women senators or or whatever? And it, to me, these these debates are like it, it's like it doesn't matter as much like in politics because uh, look, Republican senator, I think the most important thing. Um, for the Senate is, is judges and, you know, a hundred year old and like a 25 year old are going to, if they're a Republican are probably going to vote the same way. I don't think that like, it's mostly that important in like a, a legislature. Um, you know, the things I'm worried about more, like you, if you've seen the graphs with like the NSF recipients, like the average age, right. You know, it's just going up and up, uh, re- reading the, uh, Oppenheimer uh, biography that was the movie was based on and he was running the Manhattan project at, at 39. Right. I mean, they were all very, they were all very young who were doing this. I couldn't imagine a 39 year old. I mean, even if you gave a 39 year old a job, like any kind of job in government now, people would be like, Oh, he has no experience. He doesn't matter. So I, you know, I think that there's, I think this is a problem. Yeah. It's something of a problem in, in politics. Um, 
and maybe the presidency is different, maybe because the president, you know, is going to be, has to be a little bit more vigorous. He's not just like another legislature. I mean, it matters for the Senate majority leader too, of course. I, you know, I think McConnell, McConnell to me strikes me as pretty competent, um, given, you know, given what he's, uh, given his position and given what he needs to do. Um, but yeah, I think that like for leaders, it's probably not even as important as like for everything else in society where we're basically being ruled, ruled by old people who just whose brains aren't going to be as quick and they're not going to be as energetic as young people most of the time. Well, two things. One, it's not a good thing that our legislative body is sclerotic, right? Uh, that may be true that the only important vote that a Republican senator takes is on judges, but that's not mm. a good thing. Um, mm. the, the second thing is, you know, if if it were true that we were run run by you know wise old men in togas, um, I I think look there are advantages to age, um, supposedly, wisdom among other things, right? Um, but but it strikes me that this generation, uh, and really here I'm talking about baby boomers, because they culturally value youth so much, they you know. I think millennials are going to be the exact same way, by the way. So I'll criticize my own generation. We just haven't gotten quite old enough for this to be as ridiculous as it is with boomers. But uh, they still think that they're it, they're hip, they're like whatever. And instead of actually embracing the positives of age, um, they seem very much – I'm thinking about like Nancy Pelosi with a Kenty cloth, right, kneeling and like – um, you know, trying to <laughs> to follow uh, what she sees as, as sort of the culture, the youth culture in the Democratic Party. Um, mm. the, these are, it seems like they're jettisoning, actually, the advantages that, because, you know, um, I think about Reagan flipping it around, the questions about his age, right, saying, you know, um, to a question asking, you know, about whether age is a concern. He said, oh, no, I, I promise not to use my opponent's youth and experience against him, right? Um, there, mm -hmm. There's a way to, to sh you know, experience matters. But I think a couple a couple of points. One, these, these boomers do not seem like they're particularly wise. They don't seem like they're just these paragons of, of um, you know, of, of institutional knowledge that is actually worthwhile and applicable in a modern world. Um, in fact, they seem much more emblematic of a decline in the country uh, and, and in the institutions in which they, they govern. And for example, their wisdom hasn't stopped, you know, a, a sort of a cultural revolution, right, from below, from, from young people. Um, so it, it seems like they're not fulfilling the role that somebody who is old, who has a lot of decades of life experience um, underneath their belt would would fulfill, and instead you have this kind of um, copycat of the or, or like sad imitation of the the advantages of youth, which are you know vigor and new ideas, new um, you know new way of looking at the world. Every you know generation has something in in like some of those ways are very bad. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, out of the box thinking, you would think that those actually would be the advantages of youth. And it seems like our entire society chases those advantages, including the old people who are not letting go of power. Um, so like, again, it's individual. I'm not, I'm not saying that nobody over a certain age should ever be in political office. Um, but there is something galling about the fact that, I don't know, I don't think anybody sits around thinking about the wisdom of, of, you know, Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or like Donald Trump in this category too. I mean, that's not his advantage. It's not what he 
Um, it's not how he sells himself. It's not like how people think of him. So in that context, it becomes even more glaring the fact that in, in a world where you're valuing essentially outsider <laughs> thinking, and, and part of that I think has to do with how bad the institutions and how corrupt the institutions have gotten, um, it becomes even more ridiculous to have an entire generation or every, where every single major powerful slot in our government is filled by somebody who's either 80 or over, like close to 80 or over it. Yeah. I mean, there's a wisdom to age, I guess. I would be very surprised if like 80 year olds are objectively good at, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's too old. I mean, maybe, you know, individual this, individual that. I think that like, I would be shocked if there are many 80 year olds who are better than, you know, most 60 year olds. I mean, I think that like you just age very fast when you get that, when you get that old and like, okay, maybe like you want to be 50 rather than 35 or something. But yeah, when you, once you get to 80, I, I think you're just beyond, you know, I, I think you're, you're, I think you're, you're clearly way past your peak and probably, um, but, the, but like politics is sort of different though. Right. Because it's like, it's about connections. It's about people knowing you. It's about, you know, the effectiveness. So yeah, I don't know. It seems to me like probably like that's one case where like, it sort of makes a little bit more sense. I mean, the voters, like these people um mcconnell is you have reached the end of the free recording for this episode of clown car to listen to the rest of the episode please consider becoming a paid subscriber